0: We have been, um, we've been studying, and or looking at, it's hardly a study, we've been looking at two aspects over the last little while, the two aspects being the law of sin and death, the real villain, and Satan, the defeated foe. I'm going to wrap this up, Look at the next. we've got two more podcasts, I believe, on this subject, and then we can wrap it up. I said early on in one of them, I don't remember which one, but I, I made the, um, I made the statement it's very hard to know the full extent of your deliverance the full extent of the application of the deliverance that Jesus has made for us and let's never forget in all of our conversations doesn't matter what we're talking about we're talking about the life death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ God in the flesh who came to this earth fulfilled the perfect laws and requirements of God completely and then took upon himself our sins. Our sins were transferred to him. Our sins were imputed to him. The entirety of the fall of Adam, the entirety of every single aspect that his rebellion affected, Jesus has much more redeemed us from. It's not just that we were redeemed from the fall. We've been redeemed from the fall and much, much more. Being redeemed doesn't require you being a child of God. Being redeemed doesn't, you require, doesn't wouldn't require you being a king and a priest in the presence of the Father. Being redeemed wouldn't necessitate, necessitate you being a living stone in the temple of God. So it's, our redemption is far greater than Adam's transgression but in that case we're looking specifically at this sort of fallen condition that man finds himself in this i call this cuz everything's in the in the Exodus story so you have the three aspects of that story primarily being Egypt the wilderness and the promised land the areas that you're thinking in in relationship to Egypt and you're thinking in relationship to the wilderness will greatly affect your entrance into the promised land, which is simply the victory of Jesus, entering into his full victory. It's all been paid for. It's all been paid for. I remember a story I heard one time, and it was a man, he was on a ship, and they were coming across a long time ago. It used to take you know, the better part of a month to come across. and Every day this guy noticed this fellow that um, at mealtime he would... He would take a little bag, or he'd have something with him, and he'd go outside along this little area outside the dining area, and he would sit down, lean against the, th- and he would he would pull some things out of this bag, and he would eat. And the gentleman observed this, and 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 it would take about a month to make this journey. And this gentleman observed this for a couple of three weeks, and finally, he he was really mystified that every time. You know the announcement came out that it was time for time for everybody to, to go to the dinner hall uh, to eat he, this gentleman would would do the same thing he would go outside this this outside the dining area outside of the room itself in the walkway side of the ship and sit down and 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 he, pull something out of a bag or whatever and he would uh, he would eat so finally the gentleman walked over to him and he said you know um, you know why do you do this like he I understand why i understand why you come out here every time it's time for for dinner and uh the gentleman said to me says well you know i'm going to america and um i only had enough um uh this ship this ticket was bought for me and and they only had enough they didn't have very these people were not very um they didn't have a lot of money and i was just so grateful that they had bought a ticket for me to go to the new world um and uh, so the gentleman says could I see the ticket and he hands him the ticket and he's looking it, he's reading it and he says do you you know what this says and he said to the gentleman he said no he said I can't read Um, I have the ticket I don't I can't read it and uh, well the the guy would come over to him he said to him he says well if you see right here these words say include all meals so the guy had a ticket and the ticket had re- the payment had been made for all of the meals on this ship but for three weeks he'd been missing out on that and just simply going out onto the little walkway there outside the dining room area and bringing his own food from whatever he had brought from for the trip I think if I had to put in a nutshell I think if I had to put in a nutshell my motivation the direction, the leading, the the energy, for me to do this podcast, I would have to say that's it. I would have to say that's it right there. It, it breaks my heart deeply when I see the divisions in the church, and I see the I see the lack of effectiveness. I look at the victory that Jesus has won, and let me say this primarily that has been my focus for many many years gotten up very early in the morning and and sought the Lord and I'm thankful and gracious that he (laughs) that he so patiently unraveled things for me and and brought across my path the writings and the teachings the great champions who've gone before. I, I always use the analogy, these are the great men that wore white robes under crashed armor. I I've trod a very well worn path because of what they have done. Those have gone before. Um I could, I could spend, I could spend several podcasts just listing their names, listing their names, but all of them collectively and many of them individually have been instrumental tools in the hands of the Holy Spirit to make the path to God's house straight for me. And I've, over the past several little while I've come across a lot of young believers that have truly, truly inspired me, and I look at that and I say, "Wow! Look what, <laughs> look what all, look what the Holy Spirit has done! Look at what God is doing behind the scenes in the hearts of these young people." And I just have been amazed. And a part of me says, "Mark, uh, do you, uh, like? There's no way. There's no way they we don't have. They don't have 20 years." So my motivation for this podcast has been that, to simply walk that path that has been beaten down for me to make sure that it's easy to follow. Maybe just to hold my hand up, turn back with a big smile and say, come on, I'm gonna show you something. You can take these things and you take them away. Be the Bereans, study these things out to see if whether or not they be true. Do those things. You take them to prayer and let God confirm to your heart that which is true. We have an anointing that comes from the Father. We have no need to be taught of any man. Our covenant with him is that they will know him from the least to the great. Men shall no longer say, Know the Lord, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least to the great. And I've met a lot of very new, very young believers, new believers, and I just, in the last while, and I've just been completely, totally inspired. There's a generation that is here now that is going to call their generation into the kingdom of God. And I look around at so many things in the church that just break my heart. And I say, you know, please, <laughs> please don't please don't point to that. Please don't please don't <laughs> please don't show them that and say, that is a representation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That him who sits on high whose train fills the temple, that seraphs fly and cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, day and night, don't tell them that that is what it is. Don't tell them about a temporal temporal relationship with God that he gives you everything you need in this life and then it's just going to get better in the next. There's a victory that is to be won, and that victory was won by Jesus, and now it is to be won in you. By His power, by His grace, by His goodness and His authority. But a lot of people don't know what that victory, or oh, what the, <laughs> who the enemy is, who the real enemy is. So by let's take that by way of an introduction, and let's get in and bow and two more podcasts. I think I'll be done on the defe- say, the the law of sin and death, and the defeated foe. And uh, just uh, what, okay, I had a couple of working titles for this one. And I want to share them. So first one would be Satan, the Great Imposter. Uh, a case of stolen identity. I like that one. He's the Wizard of Oz, and of course he is the Great Masquerader. Now what I mean by that is if you look at if you look at what we're, we, we, titled, we 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 talked about the need for a single error the need for a single error in the scriptures and why that single error doesn't appear why we don't find it why it doesn't manifest and the reason it doesn't manifest and the reason it can't be it, is I want you to see something the distinctiveness right now between the loss of and death as in the form of a gravity or mother nature it has personality-like characteristics but it's not a person so, mother nature—you even term it mother nature—and the law of sin and death very much has personality-like characteristics. It can be activated. It can. It can. It can manifest itself in greater degrees and lesser degrees. And we're going to talk about what what magnifies it in greater and lesser degrees. But first, I want to say this. That. When you, when you think about the law of sin and death, you have to remember that it is not an actual person, that it isn't on some kind of a vendetta. It's not trying to disprove the Bible. That's why you have this evil that is prevalent everywhere, but, you, but even the people who have been, been influenced by it can't find a flaw with the bi- in the Bible. because the law of sin and death is not trying to disprove the Bible. You remember I made the case that the devil, that what he would want to do, of course he's going to win by simply doing something different than the scripture says. He can do it differently, he can not do it at all, or he can just sort of use a combination of the both. He He could go in a completely different direction, but he can't. He can't, even though we know he would want to, because we attribute all of the opposition to the Bible to him. And what we've done is we've taken a, t- a the nature of Satan, which is to corrupt and to twist the word of God, when it's spoken and whispered to men. We know that. But the law of sin and death has no such interest in that. It just simply opposes the word of God. So let me put it another way. It's almost like a magnet, that electronic magnet, and the more you turn up the... And it's, it's, it's on a piece of steel, or there's a piece of steel nearby. And as you turn up the, the, the power to that magnet, it will pull that piece of steel to itself. If you dial it back down, you can take that piece of steel off it quite easily. And now you'll understand why the Jews are so heavily persecuted, and have been persecuted. People say, well, it's because the the devil hates them because they're the chosen people of God. I don't doubt that's true. I say it's very true. But it doesn't explain the amount of opposition that they have received again and again and again and again from nations. There's no way they should attract the type of attention that they attract. There's no way there should be the hatred that we see towards them in the world. So how do you explain where so many nations have been determined to exterminate them, to wipe them off of the off the face of the planet? How do you get to there? How do you get to that position? And of course, the easy attribute, the easy, it's easy to lay that at the at Satan's feet, <clears throat> and most people do. Most people do. But I'm gonna tell you right now that a strong Judaism in the world right now would keep many people from receiving salvation. If he by magnifying Judaism after the real after the real came, if Satan had magnified the old <coughs> excuse me, if he'd magnified the old, he would have been far more it would have been far more effectual in some strategic war against Christianity. In fact, we can go through the Bible. We can see with the Galatians, we see that what what they were known as the, the the proselytes, the Pharisees, or they would go around the Judaizers, Paul called them, and he would they would go around behind the church and they would try to undermine and try to bring back the Christians into the old. Okay, yeah, you've received Jesus, that's awesome. Now you have to be circumcised and you have to you know adhere to the writings of the Mosaic Law. So we see how. We find that pattern again and again and again in all of Paul's epistles. They were like a, they just continuously came behind everywhere he preached and tried to undermine what he had, the salvations that had been received by those people. So if you're Satan, the smart thing to do would have been to lift up, would have been to magnify, would have been to create a greater buzz and energy around Judaism. Not come against it. Because you can't tell me that after the truth came, after Christian after Jesus was raised from the dead, and the uh, those who were called were being saved daily, it says, and, and you know, God was adding to their numbers daily, those who uh, uh, the heirs of salvation. It was happening all the time. So, if he, the devil, to work against that, he should have been supporting, propping up, and magnifying Judaism, the old. Because you have to understand, there, there, there's, the Old Covenant was not a salvation covenant. It was a, a material earthly covenant. It was a covenant whereby a group of people, namely the 12 tribes of Israel, would become heirs of a land in the Middle East. There, you know, the salvation isn't in there. There's some who saw past that. Of course we know that. Abraham saw past it. Isaac saw past it. Moses saw past it. Samuel saw past it. David saw past it. Right? We know that. And they and they received salvation. But the majority of the, the Jewish law was not a was not a law of salvation. So by this rising early church, if Satan had been motivating, promoting Judaism the old, it would have created an incredible amount of confusion. But he didn't. Instead, great persecution broke out against the Jews. Incredible persecution came against the Jews. Incredible persecution came against the Christian church. So the devil was what? Persecuting both at the same time? Why? Then they say, okay, yeah, because he hates God. He hates people. No, they were being persecuted, of course, because both of them turn up the law of sin and death. The Old Testament believers, or the Old Testament law turns up the law of sin and death and gets great resistance against it you say why because it's god's word he he is life and the law of sin and death is the law of sin and death it's death wherever the law of god wherever the words of god wherever, wherever god's presence is manifested the law of sin in this earth That's the law that Satan, Lucifer released when he rebelled and was cast down here. Whenever God comes onto the scene, whenever God does anything in this earth, the law of sin and death violently reacts to it. Aggressively reacts to it. Because it's a law of death. So wherever God's word, wherever God's law, wherever God's people are, that is magnified. That's like turning up that magnet. The power to that magnet, okay? So that's why you see you have early church persecution and the Jewish law was being persecuted at the same time. At the same time, now this is where I'm going to say that the devil's plan. Oh no, this is he was strategic in this one point, knowing how that evil was, knowing that that evil was here. What he did. Anyone ever seen the movie The Wizard of Oz? So you, in the Wizard of Oz, you know, you got Dorothy and the the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow and the Tin Man, then of course uh, Toto. Into the into they go into the you know the, before they've got a they've got a, a meeting before the 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 Great and Terrible Oz. And uh, everyone has seen the story. Toto goes over, pulls the curtain back, and there's a little guy there with levers and boom, boom, boom. He's putting on a big show. When I call this one the masquerader, the great imposter, you know, a case of identity theft, that's what what Satan did. See, Satan doesn't have it. He's a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. But what he has done is he has convinced the church that the power of the law of sin and death that we see everywhere, the power of evil that is causing mayhem, destruction, everywhere you go. He takes credit for that. He has taken so he released that power was released when he fell, and now he takes credit for it in a in an application in the sense of it he appears to be powerful. He has no power. Other than the ability to whisper deceptions. The power that you see. It doesn't stop. It's everywhere. It's 24 hours a day. It's around. If you have a bad habit. Here. Let me give an example. How the law of sin and death works. Everything here. It's like gravity. But it's gravity towards evil. Everything here. Moves downward. Everything here. Has a downward spiral to it. it. Doesn't matter what it is and the moment you make in a decision the moment you make a decision to move in a different direction you magnify to move in the direction of life in whatever capacity it turns up the resistance to that it turns up the resistance to that it doesn't matter what it is it will resist it and here's why every new resolution every i'm going to change my life you know my change your life plan in three easy steps why every one of them fails and they all fail you decide you're going to save 50 bucks a month you decide you're going to lose you know three pounds a month you decide you're you know you're gonna it doesn't matter what you're gonna do you're you decide you're gonna you know do this or do that you're gonna find immediately an opposition to chaos coming against it you're gonna find disorder. You're gonna find reasons over, it, and you will lose because they it, it does not what you have to use to, to accomplish that is your will. That's all you have. Is you have your will. But the second you go to try to overcome those things, to overcome a temptation, to quit a bad habit, doesn't matter what it is. You'll fail because what will beat you is time. And why does time beat you? Because the law of sin and death is relentless. It does not stop. It doesn't sleep. What effect is you going to bed and getting all rested up? What effect did that have on gravity? Nothing. It was gravity that was holding you in your bed the entire time. And the law of sin and death is the same. The law of sin and death is a an, a continuous 24-hour-a-day pull towards death. And it doesn't matter what. Now, can it be activated? Yes, it can ex- actually increase. You, it can actually increase. You take the law of God, you start, you start reading the Word of God, and you start trying to apply that to your life, and you're going to find even greater opposition towards it. The Jews found physical persecution towards them. It evoked inside of people a hatred for that people that you can't even imagine. And the people who are in, operating in a harmony with that law of sin and death, they think they're doing the right thing. It feels perfectly normal to them. See, the opposition against God that you have in this earth is not from Satan. Does he hate God? Sure he does, but he's one place and one time. And here's where the kicker is. So we talked about the law of sin and death, and we talked about Satan's refusal. He would obviously change the word of God if he could. He would go in a different direction. He obviously would want to. So why doesn't he? Why doesn't he? we're going to talk about that in our next podcast. Why does he not do it? Why does he fulfill the end-time scriptures that are written about him now? When all he had to do all he has to do is do something else and he would disprove the entire Bible. He could disprove the entire Bible. He's had thousands of years to do it simply by doing something different. Thank you for listening to this episode of this his this his life and life. Uh, we will see you next time. Um, and we're going to pick up, and hopefully we, we will, we definitely, we will finish this defeated foe in the law of sin and death the next time, the real, the real foe. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.